Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. And me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. Dating today is a world away from what it was just even 10 years ago. We've got dating apps, we've got ghosting, we've got all sorts of lovely things and that is why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s talking candidly about all of the things we're doing but not always willing to admit. This week we are going to be talking about the topic on everyone's lips and that is Love Island. Love Island has returned to our screens this week for its fourth series. In case you actually are outside the UK and didn't even know what Love Island is, it's a reality TV series. We'll give you a little, of, a little bit of an explain of how that works later on. But it has brought up many, many talking points um, regarding the dating world, love, confidence, consent, body image, and we're going to have a deep dive into it. <laughs> I just made I just made a pouty face just to be like, oh yes, I'm so excited. But I know. I didn't know if that was a pre saying something pout or just no, a oh yeah. It was more of an oh yeah. Oh yeah. Love Island. Love Island. Um before we um move to the island, Livy <laughs> <laughs> get inside the villa. Move to the island of love. It literally is the island of love yeah. and many other questionable things. Um what have you been doing apart from watching Love Island? Apart from watching Love Island, I have been trying to do some running. I'm going on a run on Saturday for the Lady Garden campaign, which is the charity campaign backed by the Gynecological Cancer Fund. Well, oh, that sounds very good. Which is quite fun. Um, so that'll be 10K in Hyde Park. Um, Ooh, well done. Yeah, which is exciting. Um, it's quite and a long way, 10K. It's quite a long way. I thing is, I run quite a lot, not to toot my own horn, but I do just just not for exercise, just because I quite like it. And I tell yeah, you, you're to one do... of those annoying people mm. who's just like, oh, I feel like I want to go for a run. Yeah, I'm one of those but people. But maybe I'm annoying because I actually do like other exercises. <laughs> so it's the same thing. So I'm hoping I won't find it too hard, but that should be fun. And I have also, well, I haven't actually watched it yet, but I was talking to my stepdad and he said that there is a new dating show which sounds right up my street. It is called Country Dating or Love in the, no, Love in the Countryside. I mean, questionable that you said that's right up your street because you've never lived in the countryside. No, but I have fantasies about moving to the countryside and living with animals and, you know, being away from... You would actually hate it though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm a very city, city yeah. girl. But I like the idea of being in silence. You know what I mean? It's not silence. There's like cockerels all over the shop. Foxes. There won't be cockerels in my country house. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, it's basically, it's inspired by Country Living magazine, who has its own dating site, weirdly, called Country Loving. Oh my and God. the aim is to combat loneliness for farmers living in rural parts of the UK. So there are eight farmers. <laughs> 
percent, and they're all ages. They're not just in their twenties. They're in some of them in their fifties. But what I like about the concept is that it's so vastly different from something like Love Island, mm. um, which is all like honed and toned twenty somethings. Wasn't Chris from last year like a farmer? Or something? He was. Yeah. Good segue. I didn't even. That was just like a genuine like yeah. question. Um, so I'm gonna watch that. I'll let you know how I get on. Excellent. I think I'm going to have to watch that too, actually. Yeah. Sounds rather fascinating. Tell me about your morning. My morning? Ah. Yeah, so um, we are (laughs) recording this on Wednesday, and this is the day that I appeared on This Morning, which actually is very difficult to talk about, because I keep being like, I went on This Morning this morning, and it's it's always like, what are you saying? You could just Um, say, I went on TV this morning. It's a bit vague. Yes, that's true. I suppose it's leaving it open for questions. Anyway, This Morning is a morning... TV show on ITV. Spoiler alert! (laughs) Um, With Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield, who were smaller than I expected in real life. But I think most people on TV are smaller than you think. They always are. Yeah, it's It's really weird. Yeah, I think I'm too big for TV as a human. But anyway, um, they were lovely, actually, very nice. And it was a lot of fun. It was actually so, so exciting, so interesting. I was a bit nervous, obviously, because it's live TV. But. um, it was great. And I went on to talk actually about Love Island and specifically about the lack of body diversity, which I'd written a comment piece on um, the day before. Um, and I sort of hadn't really clicked in my head that I was going on an ITV program to criticise an ITV program. But I did not make that link either. No, it hit me afterwards. And I was mm. like, huh, arguably quite good that I didn't really that didn't really click in my brain before though because otherwise I don't know I wouldn't have wanted to feel like I couldn't say what I wanted to say yeah but I guess that's why they do it because I suppose legally you can't really criticize a show on another channel exactly like when the BBC is interviewing someone from the BBC about the BBC that happened recently which was all very meta but anyway it was really fun and so that's great and segues in nicely to what we're actually going to talk about today um, because clearly I have a lot of opinions (laughs) because I'm just spewing them out everywhere. (laughs) Firstly, let's do bio of the week. Now, I'm doing something slightly different with bio of the week this week in that this is a bio I really dislike. I'm actually giving this an example of a bad bio so I'm not going to tell you what dating app it's from. Um... I know sometimes we disagree on them, sometimes we like them more than others, but this one is just quite shocking, if you ask me. It's from, I'm not even going to name him actually this time, I'm just going to say a 30-year-old man. Here is his bio. Far too picky, but I figured it out, colon. Independent spirit. Long, thick, dark hair, heart eye emoji. Probably not British, most likely Eastern European. Five foot five to five foot seven point five brackets. I'm six foot close brackets. Semicolon. Slim legs and heels. Cold exterior slash warm heart. More ambiguous glances than smiles. What? Oh my god. I can't I can't get my head what, around this. What bad rom com has he seen? This made me rage so much. Yeah. He's just given this incredibly restrictive list of what he's looking for and I think we've sort of touched on this before when we talked about bios but even if I was in this like 2.5 inch height range that he wants with slim legs and I wore heels and I was Eastern European with long thick dark hair and had an independent spirit and did 
ambiguous glances rather than smiles and had a cold exterior and a warm heart. I mean, no one's going to tick all those boxes. But if I did, I'd be like, you're clearly a dickhead. Can you just also, but can you just imagine one girl just going through that list and then being like, oh, yeah. Five between five foot five and five seven. Yeah, I'm five six. Five foot seven point five. Oh, sorry. Mm. Um, and just like being like mentally going through it, and being like, yeah, tick tick. Warm heart, cold exterior. Oh my god, that's me. This is the man for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. What does he expect? I don't. I fully don't understand this. Also, slim legs and heels. Oh, no like one wears, literally piss off. No one wears heels. Oh, this guy is definitely a misogynist. Oh my god, yeah. Long, thick, dark hair. Not, not, not even a nice guy misogynist. He's just putting it out there. Putting his misogyny out there for all to see. Bit racist as well. Yeah. Probably not British. No. That's like... Sorry, excuse me. Like you're, pr- you are Ugh. in the UK, so probably going to offend quite a lot of people. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't want to date you anyway. No, neither would I. I just found it quite shocking. I wonder if he gets any matches. I actually swiped right because I wanted to match with him and be like, literally, what are you? What? Oh. I wanted to ask him questions, but obviously because I don't fit any of his criteria. Um, I marginally have an independent spirit. My hair. It's actually more golden than dark. I'm British. <laughs> I'm too tall. My legs are actually quite muscular. I never wear heels. I actually have a very warm exterior and I do not do ambiguous glances. I do full on smiles and belly laughs. So I'm absolutely not his type. So sadly, we did not match. Ambiguous glances. Yeah, just, what does that mean? I don't know. Is it like a coquettish thing? Ugh. Oh my gosh, he's such a misogynist. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking... Don't do that. And if you have a bio like that, please get in touch because I want to be like, why? And yes. how is that working out for you? And actually, you know, we've had a comment, an email recently that said, um, oh, I always feel like I want to, you know, challenge what you guys say. So please do. Literally, you can email us, tweet us, Instagram us. We put all these contact modes at the end. So please don't sit there listening, thinking like, oh, but what about this? What about this? You forgot this. Get in touch and tell us because we want to hear this stuff. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, let's get into it. Love Island. Shall we start by doing a brief explainer of what Love Island is, just mm. in case anyone doesn't know what it is? Because yes. I know we have some listeners around the world. Uh, Love Island has just launched in Australia, though, so they now have the joys. Love Island is a reality TV series where a bunch of singletons, um, usually in their 20s, uh, the, the, this series has started with five women and six men. They're all straight. Um, they all get dumped in a villa, a beautiful villa in Mallorca. And they are basically made to couple up at the start by picking someone they fancy. And it's actually quite a convoluted way in which they do this. And then obviously at the moment, uh, we are recording on Wednesday, we do accept that things will have developed by the time this episode comes out on Friday. But hey-ho, um, at the moment, someone's single and then they recouple and then people get voted out and then new singles come in and it's very incestuous and they're all, all they can do all day is sort of hang out, like... And talk about each other yeah, and their relationships. Yeah, and then they get made to do, like, bizarre challenges and, you know, on paper, if you will, <laughs> um, it's awful, but... It's actually very entertaining TV, if you ask me. Yeah, it's very it's very cleverly produced because it's it's sort of like it's it's the best social experiment you could ever get. Yeah, for TV. It's fascinating. It's more fascinating than something like Big Brother because the idea is to mate essentially. Mm. It's incredibly feral, 
But it's fascinating because it gives you such an insight mm. into the way that modern relationships work and the mm. way that people navigate them and how meddling in other people's business can be so detrimental mm. to those mm. relationships. Um, and it's very funny, you know, they cast yeah. it very well in terms of the personalities. Yeah. They get people who are very good on camera, mm. um, who are very candid and very honest. and all of them then go on to become celebrities in their own right. But this is, this is the fascinating thing, is the scale of it. 3.4 million people tuned into the first episode of this series yeah. on um, Monday. And it's all people are talking about to the moment. And Love Island is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Th- and then there's like a Saturday catch-up show, I believe. Um, of yeah, the Saturday week night by. is the one night it's not on. It's like you're encouraged to actually go out and socialise on Saturday yeah, night. so funny. <laughs> um, and it, this is for eight weeks. And so, you know, it's happening in real time and they they received more applications to go on Love Island than you know Oxbridge receives and I can totally understand why so I don't think it's a snobby I think it's quite snobby for people who go oh my god what is the state of the world coming to and like well why wouldn't you go apply for Love Island because I mean it looks like kind of a lot like a free holiday um, I mean I actually don't think I would apply for various reasons but obviously <laughs> I would never get on and also the idea is that if you are the winning couple voted for by the public you win fifty thousand pounds and it's quite questionable to be you might think well what what are they voting on how do you win it's kind of like popularity contest when people it's whether the public buy your relationship and like you it's but it's 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 not necessarily down to liking an individual it's down to believing the credibility of a relationship so often on the app um viewers yeah you vote yeah viewers are encouraged to vote for their favorite couple or the couple that they think are the best suited or sometimes the couple that is the worst suited will get voted out it's it's done on compatibility Mm. or the viewers perception of compatibility which Mm -hmm. is obviously subjective because this is a 24-hour period each episode reflects a 24-hour period Mm. edited down so clearly it's a very condensed version yeah it's actually mental because you know with ad breaks each episode is about 45 minutes yeah and you know that's meant to reflect a whole day it's like with all i mean it's construct it's constructed reality Mm. in the sense that we are shown a very small amount of what actually goes on in the house i mean christ what do they do all day i have no idea you know they're not allowed to bring books or anything so they can't they can't read no because you can't have you can't be seen to promoting certain books. And what I've noticed actually differently in this episode is this that you series. actually, in this in this series, sorry, is that you see them eating. You've, you've never really seen that before. You would occasionally see them. I remember, I'm, and I'm always really fascinated by this. You see them eating, I saw them eating porridge. Or remember when it was, I think last year, it was Camilla's birthday and Jamie made her like mm. happy birthday in avocado toast. And I was like literally so upset that no one did that for me on my birthday this year. Actually, I wasn't really because <laughs> I was having a great day and I had pancakes for breakfast and cake and I drank champagne all day. So I wasn't really upset. But um, I would have liked that, <laughs> just saying avocado on toast, spelling out happy birthday. You would need quite a lot of toast and quite a lot of avocado, but... I'd be down with that. I'm really pleased that we spent so much time dwelling on that. Can we actually <laughs> focus on, because I think, because you touched on it before, the coupling up process at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's really interesting from It's an just economic, like a dating app. Well, sort of, but not quite. I think oh. it's, well, it is a bit like a dating app, except that the men are given the ultimate power in the first instance. But they, they do it different each series. Because one series, it's like 
the girls are all standing there. The boys come in one at a time, and the girls step forward if they fancy them. And then this series, oh wait, no, that's no, how it that's works. how it was this series. And the series before it was the men are standing there, and the women come in one at a time. So they do alternate that. Actually. Okay, okay, sure. But essentially, it's it's just bizarre because these boys are coming in one at a time and the girls are meant to stand forward if they fancy them and then the boy picks who they want to couple up with. But the interesting thing about it is it's obviously done exclusively on looks at this point. Uh-huh. So it is sort of like a dating app in the sense... It is. But without the bio. But, the, you know, I feel like they we get bios, they get the sort of the guy coming in and be like, all right, ladies, you're looking beautiful today. It's a classic. That's a classic. <laughs> it's also accent. very, like... Um, take me out just come down like the like lovely yeah, 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 yeah. that's what they all come down and say God, but the worst part is they're also all dressed in their bikinis and their swimming trunks i mean so ridiculous the girls come with like blow dries full face of makeup stilettos mm. and then like tiny bikinis i'm like no one would ever be wearing that yeah if you're in your swimwear why would you ever be in stilettos and full face of makeup i mean i just yeah never. it's a very strange format and i think we'll get onto this later but it just the it kind of presents, it normalises that kind of way of meeting someone. You know what I mean? Like judging someone purely based on looks. It um, normalises the format which we apply to dating apps. And clearly what we've seen in the first couple of episodes is that does not work. I mean, look no. at ha- um, Hayley and A.R. A.R., yeah. AR. God, that's the funniest I mean, pairing in the world. These two just seem cannot have a conversation. They're both models and they're stunning, uh, both of them. But... They can't have a conversation. And it's not like, I don't mean they're both stupid. I just mean they clearly have no compatibility. No, there's a total mismatch there. He was explaining to her how he's quite a deep guy. And (laughs) she was like, so what are you looking for? And he's like, well, I'm not really looking for someone that's a bit too vapid. I don't really like people who are superficial. And she was like, what does superficial mean? (laughs) Totally in earnest. She genuinely had no idea. Um, so that was quite funny, but that's why this show is so good. It's just fascinating. It's full of hilarious sound bites like that, and and you see the way that these relationships develop and change, and you know some of them. I, I think it's very rare that the couples who initially are attracted to each other in the coupling up session, who you know, it's just based on mm. looks. It's very rare that those couples actually stay together. Yeah. Um, because there are recoup there are constantly like recoupling ceremonies throughout the so series. Incestuous. Yeah. So people are often encouraged to change who they're with. And it's really funny, I was watching it with my friends the other day and they were like, God, it's such a game, isn't it? And well, that's what y'all said. Yeah, he did. He did. And then he got really slammed for saying that. But then I but then I thought it's it's a game in real life. Like it, how is it, it that It is a game. It's a game in real life. Just because you're not on a show and you're not being manipulated by a group of producers and it's being aired to three point four million people, it doesn't mean that you're not still affected by those same nuances and by mm. those same communications and oh, those same percent power plays. Yeah. Everything. Completely. That's why it's so interesting. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, so I, do I. I. I mean, there are issues with it, and we're going to sort of get into these now. Um, so the the first issue, and is the thing that I've been harping on about to anyone who will listen, is the lack of body diversity um, in Love Island. And so basically, there's five girls on it. They are all skinny. No, no two ways about it. Their waists are generally the size of my hand, and. Um, I do not believe there's anything wrong with being slim if you're healthy, but I have a real issue with the fact that they are just portraying one body type. And I think this is really reinforcing this idea, which we've 
it's so ingrained in society that says you need to be thin to be considered attractive and to be worthy of love. Yeah. And I think it's incredibly damaging and incredibly dangerous. Yeah, I completely agree. And these girls, these girls aren't just slim. They're very, they're tiny, tiny. And, you know, like we said, often when you meet people in real life who you've seen on TV, they're actually smaller than they, are. they appear to be. So these girls look so small. Imagine how much smaller they are in real mm. life. And, you know, th- I think the average Love Island viewer is between the age of 16 and 34, already quite imp- impressionable. The, the main dem- demographic is teenage girls. The main, well, exactly. So incredibly impressionable audiences. Uh-huh. 100%. Who are seeing these beautiful, slim women and thinking, oh God, if I don't look like that, I won't be considered. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Absolutely. And so if you remember last year, there was Gabby, who was a personal trainer, this like incredibly fit woman. And she broke down because she felt she wasn't attractive enough compared to the other girls there. And we, we've seen this this week already. So Niall was talking about how he felt in, inadequate compared to Adam with his abs. Um, Alex, the doctor, who I actually love, um, said he felt like a leper because he didn't feel like anyone was attracted to him there. Um and actually, I read an interview with last year's contestant, Simon, who wasn't on it for very long, so you might not remember him. But he revealed that the guys in the, in, in the villa would not eat carbs all day and work out loads to try and get that ripped look because like, there's pressure on men just as much yeah. as women. I do think that this year so far, there's just a slight bit more diversity in the male bodies on the scale of super ripped to just quite fit. Mm. Um, but it's it's still it's still like very much actually Caroline Flack said as well in an interview last year that she agrees that the show creates unrealistic body images oh did she yeah she said that this is the host um, and I, as well when they revealed last night there was two new women coming into the show and I was like sweet let's see someone who's mm. like at least a size 10 no they both look really skinny and I'm I'm not I'm not don't want to like thin shame there's nothing wrong with that no it's not about that but I just think it's such a shame this is such a public show like you said it's viewed nationwide by so many young impressionable people it's such a good opportunity Mm -hmm. to promote body diversity Mm -hmm. and to promote body positivity and to use that platform for good because we're we're already saturated with this homogenized body type of super slim and toned and muscly in men and women that's what we see 
everywhere. Right, exactly. And it won't change until someone starts changing it. It's so frustrating because, I mean, this isn't related, but it's the same frustrations I have about the fashion industry. Mm. You have these brands constantly talking about female empowerment and championing female autonomy. And yet, season after season, they send the same slim girl down the runway and not just slim you know models models often yeah. in real life they're very very tall and and incredibly slim yeah. they they look like unwell beings a lot Perhaps. of the time even if they are they just they just don't look normal and it, they don't look healthy and it's just such a shame that this show hasn't seemed to tune into that mm-hmm. i just think people need to see people that look like them because the yeah, fact of the matter is particularly on a reality yeah, show exactly these are meant to be real people they're exactly. not film stars or models and people are attracted to all different body types some as we've just touched on before we had our episode with um megan crab body posy panda um people are attracted to all different body types it's not like if they put someone larger in, in the island that they wouldn't couple up with anyone. But I don't think putting one token larger guy or larger girl in there is the answer. It just needs to be all diverse, all range of body shapes and sizes. It was so disheartening and so saddening to go on Twitter, especially in the first episode when everyone was being introduced, and the sheer number of women saying, oh my God, I feel like such a fat potato. Oh my God, I'm never eating again. Uh, I saw so many men going oh my God, I need to do press-ups in the ad break so I look like them. It's affecting everyone. And why is it that it shouldn't be the norm to hate your body and feel insecure? And I actually read a stat recently that said um, two-thirds of teenage girls think they need to lose weight and 61% of teenage girls have low self-esteem. It's just terrible. And also think about the timing of the show. Like it's it's the beginning of summer, so Mm. already those anxieties about being beach body ready is that awful I advert know, I know. Um, promoted those anxieties are already looming so this is only gonna this show yeah. is only gonna exacerbate those and there was you know last this time last year when the series aired there was that study that showed that steroid sales mm. had increased fourfold um and that was something that a lot of researchers blamed on reality shows like love yeah. island and like i'm a celebrity get me out of here where you see these kind of super toned physiques all the time and you just you just in your mind that becomes the norm Mm. and if you're not reflecting of that Mm. then you feel like you're not acceptable exactly there's just too much pressure based on appearances and you know it's already the case that I know most women feel like ah about putting a bikini on it and it's because we're just shown bodies that you know are unattainable but are lauded and put on a pedestal mm. that this is what you have to look like to wear a bikini but you just don't yeah and you people just don't. and people will make the argument that oh well it's escapism and mm. you know you wouldn't want to see obese people on a tv show with hairy bellies mm. and that's what philip schofield said to well, me exactly but that is just so ignorant because that's clearly not what we're saying. No, not at all. It's just about normalizing the body the body types that we yeah. see on screen and like you said making them reflect something that is actually more honest of what society looks yeah. like. Yeah. And it's because you know sometimes if you if sometimes if you fancy someone and they sort of reject you or they don't fancy you back it it makes you go in the back of your mind like oh would they like me if I was thinner? Yeah. Would I totally. be better? Would I be more worthy of love if I was thinner? Should I 
stop eating. Yeah, and we should say that Love Island isn't solely responsible for promoting these ideologies. Like, obviously, those kind of things have been ruminating for years. Exactly. It's just that Love Island is reinforcing them. And it would just be so fabulous. And I feel like nothing will change unless something starts to change. And it would be so brilliant if they did make a conscious effort. I feel like it's 2018. Mm. Can we see, please see a bit more body diversity? Yeah, and equally, you know, not just body diversity, but also also just sexual diversity like it's the most heteronormative sexuality yeah sexuality it's it's they just... argue that it like it would make things too the producers i think have like said that they think it just makes it too overcomplicated or it wouldn't work with regards to coupling up well i d- it wouldn't work but with I the format of the show because the show way. the show is formatted to endorse heteronormative ideas but when you look at a show like Genderquake for example did you ever watch that I actually didn't so it was a show on channel 4 and they had people who identified as all sorts of genders and with all sorts of sexual orientations they put them all together in a house and just allowed them to kind of engage with one another like a reality show and some of them ended up attracted to one another it wasn't the intention of the show but that's just what happened Mm. because I suppose it's only normal if you're spending 24 7 with a group of people Mm. that that would happen so I just don't buy the argument that that's not something that people are interested in watching and not something that I just think, you know, look at today's society. We are a progressive society. We are transgressive. We are more accepting of a wider range of sexualities and genders than ever before. Why would you want to regress to yeah, something in, in that culture? Yeah, I think it definitely... There are definitely things they can do to bring this into Yeah, it's also not the most diverse show in terms of racial no. diversity either. No. no, completely. The majority of the contestants are white. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, these are things I think... I think it's just important to, when you watch it, try and take it all with a pinch of salt and remember these things. But the trouble is that, you know, perhaps some people don't, and especially younger people. I'm not saying younger people, you know are the only ones who are you know um impressionable but mm. it, you, it, these things do affect you like especially when you're a teenager there's so much pressure they do and i just think now given given the amount of people that are engaging with love island like i said before it is a brilliant opportunity to be subversive and to actually do something yes. a bit different and veer away from the norm yeah totally and another issue we wanted to talk about was the the issues it's raised around consent. Mm. Now, we're literally only two episodes in, but I think last night in particular, there were a couple of moments where everyone was a bit like, oh, Christ, not sure about that. One of which was when Adam, the personal trainer, was on a date with Kendall. What does Kendall do? I don't know. She works as a shoe shop manager in Kirkguyver. Oh, Guyver, yes, I yes. Think. She gets a 33% discount. Yeah, pretty good, that. Mm. Um, and they were on a date, and he sort of brought up spooning later. And she was like, oh, I don't, like, it's the first date. I'm not going to spoon you. Because you have to. They, they have to sleep in the bed with the person they're coupled up with can i make a confession i only learned what spooning was last year what some people might not know what it is um i know well it's not something that everyone says uh, yes it is is it yeah i only learned what the word was because of geordie shaw um <laughs> i've never watched geordie shaw and i like spooning is fully a part of my lexicon Okay, okay. It, do you want to explain, just in case anyone doesn't? I don't want to assume. Well, now I'm worried I'm going to get it wrong. It's quite simple. Well, it's just lying next to someone in bed and cuddling and then letting them cuddle you sort of like a spoon. Yeah, it's like, so you're both facing the same direction, yeah. so your body's locked together like yeah. your spoons would lie in the cutlery drawer. 
Yes, that's a much better explanation. <laughs> Rachel's much better at the lexicon of the modern millennial than I am. <laughs> it's my. Favorite. What was it you asked me about the other day? Lassies, lassie. Oh, you didn't know what a mango lassie was. No, is that a millennial thing or is that just? No, a... that's just like a people who know how to like delicious food things. Yeah. Apparently, it's meant to be pronounced lassie. Okay, it's like an Indian beverage. It's delicious, totally delish. Um, this is very much on a side note. Sorry, where were we? Consent. Oh yes, spooning. So he was like, "Oh yeah, spoon later," and she was like, "Uh, no, I don't want to spoon you yet. It's a bit forward." And then what did he say? He said, "Oh, will you give me a kiss now, so we don't have to spoon later?" He kind of used it as like some leverage. weird trade-off. Yeah, to be like, "Okay, well, if you're not gonna spoon me, let's kiss now then." Yeah, and then as if he deserved some form yeah! of like physical affection from her. Outrageous. And so then he then kissed her and she did not look like she wanted it. She was a bit like, eh. Yeah. And like, so they had a kiss, but it was, it was, to be honest with you, I think it's probably a situation that a lot of girls will resonate with. Yeah, totally. Particularly if you're on a first date and, you know, he's chosen her, she might feel intrinsically like she owes him something. Yeah, and especially if she feels like she's just sort of said no to the spooning. Mm. Um, But since when is that? It's not a thing. Since when is spooning and kissing become like a currency? If anything, kissing is like kind of more forward than spooning. Depends if you're spooning naked. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they would have spooned naked. No, it would have been a bit... Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was just like... She felt probably that she... It would have been too awkward or she would have offended him Mm. if she was a bit like, uh, no... And I'm not saying you have to, you know, ask someone for their consent to kiss them. No, of course not. it's about picking up the vibe. Yeah, and reading verbal and non-verbal cues. That's very much what it's about. Um, And I think, I mean, the, the most problematic consent issue for me in the episode last night was, came about in the kissing challenge. So... Oh yeah, girl- explain. Yeah, so the girls and the boys were on different teams, and um, so it was girls versus boys, and they were basically given a series of facts to read out about one of. So the girls were given facts about the boys, and they had to read them out and then guess which boy it was about, and vice versa with the boys to the and girls. And you kissed the person you thought it was. And you kissed the yeah. person you thought it was about. Um, so obviously, the person receiving the kiss is sort of given no choice yeah. <laughs> in the matter. It's like, you just have to accept that I'm going to kiss you now. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, that was fine. Everyone happily, you know, kissed whoever they were approached by. It was quite by. snoggerific. It was snoggerific. God, we haven't said that in a while. One of my fave words. But there was one moment when uh, Haley was going to be kissed by Alex. Yeah. And she pulled away. And everyone was like, oh God, that was a bit harsh. That was a bit mean. But... But it's a very weird, weird game Mm. in the sense that it is sort of non-consensual by its nature. We should we should point out that you know, as Philip mentioned on the show, when I was on this morning, when you were on this morning, I don't know if you knew that Rachel went on this morning. This morning, um, (laughs) but basically, they all sign contracts to ensure that they're happy with how everything's going, and they're happy that you know, who they're coupled up with is all consensual and whatever. So legally, you know, they're all covered. But just the nature of this game just felt a bit Uh, tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so in various minds about this, actually. Because um, part of me was just like, oh, how embarrassing for Alex. 
Um, but I, w- I, would, I was, wasn't agreeing with all the people who were saying, like, oh my God, that was so mean. Why did she do that? The strange thing is that she then did kiss him. She like pulled away, but then they went back in and kissed him. Yeah, but which and- is also really awful because clearly she didn't want to kiss him. Yeah. And then the but fact she that felt she compelled said, to because of the show. And she also said, oh, maybe it was because he has a professional job. This is Alex, who's the doctor. And that was like a weird reason. She, That's why she kissed she, him. No, that was why she said she, she like wasn't attracted to him or something, which was... Because she had a... I mean, because he not, a, not to be mean, but this is the girl who didn't know what superficial meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if she's not finds, the most if eloquent. the fact that he is a doctor is a turn off, then I'm like questionable yeah um i find that quite attractive um but yeah it was it was and i also feel like if she was going to was it the fact that it was him or was she just uncomfortable with kissing anyone like should she have kind of said at the beginning like oh can everyone just like give me a peck on the cheek or something instead Mm. if she had issues with any of them kissing her i wonder if someone had said that though like i wonder maybe if it's in their contracts if they can't you just have to do it. You just have to do it. You can't make a fuss like that because that would be really strange if if mm. all of the men were kissing the women on the lips, but then with Haley they had to kiss her on the cheek. That's not something that would go down well. So I wonder if in yeah. if someone protested in that instance, they would do a different game. Arguably, they all know what they're getting themselves into. They know what the show when they entails. go on the show. However, yeah. no, I don't think any of them should be made to do anything they don't want to do because this is kind of like. It's it's almost like equating it to it's not exactly the same thing, but it's like if you were to go back to a guy's house thinking, oh, I want to have sex with them, you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, that's why consent apps don't work. Yeah, exactly. Um, not one of the many reasons why consent apps don't work. (laughs) We know many of the reasons. They are very problematic. Yeah. So that was a whole murky issue, wasn't it? It's. I think it. I, I mean, I love the show because it, it sparks up all of these interesting conversations about totally. how these things work. Like I remember last year, there was the fascinating conversation between Johnny and Camilla oh, yes. about paying the bill on a date. And this was wow, yeah, something. Yeah, this was this was nuts. So Johnny had said to Camilla that he would feel really offended if she asked to split the bill with him and Apparently didn't he was secretly like a bajillionaire as well yeah i think he was and wouldn't and and if if camilla had said oh no i don't want you to pay that would have really offended johnny and and then johnny's response to camilla saying that was oh you're a feminist aren't you as if like it was a, a negative slander yeah. yeah um so that was just really fascinating um and sparked loads of like think pieces about yeah. modern feminism in a dating context Isn't and whether it, we should yeah. split the bill on a first date and all that um, so that was really interesting and I'm sure I we've got many more of those things to come in this season yeah and actually in exciting news we've got we won't reveal who yet we've got um, a couple of exciting Love Island related guests in the in the lineup in the coming weeks so yes we do do stay tuned for those shall we move on to a dating dilemma yes right Thank you so much for sending this in. I think Olivia is going to reach out. So, my best friend, genuinely my friend, not me, needs some advice regarding her brother deciding that he wants to get together with her other best friend. My friend, let's call her Lucy, works with her brother. Let's call him Sam. And her close friend, let's call her Becky, at Lucy's dad's family business. So they're all very close. Not only do Lucy and Becky work together, but they also socialise a lot outside of work. Becky often stays at Lucy's house overnight, for example. Now Sam will not leave Lucy and Becky to do things together without butting in. Also, how will this relationship work? 
Should they create a timetable of who spends time with Becky on which day? Lucy feels uncomfortable about this, but Sam is not understanding and storms off whenever it's mentioned. How should she navigate this tricky situation? I say that there are thousands of girls to choose from, so why does Sam have to pick one of his sister's closest friends to date? So essentially, to sum up, this is Sam and Lucy are brother and sister. Lucy has a friend called Becky, and now Becky is dating Sam. Becky with the good hair. Well, she may very well have good hair. I mean, that is quite the conundrum, to Quite be the honest. conundrum, but also very common. One of my best friends is in a very serious relationship with a guy who was her brother's best friend. I almost feel like, what's the point in having an older brother if you're not going <laughs> to date their friends? That said, I have an older brother, and I think he sort of tries to keep all his friends at arm's distance from me. Of course, you have an older brother. Have you ever dated any of his friends? No! Never. And actually, I remember when we were like a, at an 18th slash 21st party years ago, and some of his friends, I think I, you know, sort of come of age, mm. and some of his friends were like, oh my god, yeah, your sister looks really great. And he was like, ah, oh, really angry, um, which is quite funny. I have, however, had a thing with a friend's brother. Aha. Yeah, me too. I think that's quite common. Yeah, maybe. Um, or a friend's brother's friends. It's no, just... but this was, in, in my case, I got the permission of my friend first. Mm. Um, did you? No. <laughs> um, I don't play by the rules, Rachel. No, I know. You have a complete disregard for the rules. I find it very stressful. No, Rachel doesn't like it because she was head girl. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like when like the loser are out of order, Olivia's like, we can still go in. I'm like, they're out of order. <laughs> just means that there's someone in there cleaning. But if you just say very politely, I'm so sorry, would you mind if I come in? They're like, yes, of course. Hmm. One rule for you, one rule for everyone else. Precisely. Let's get back to the point, <laughs> please. Okay, so this is quite a dilemma because... Becky was friends with Lucy before she started dating Sam. So, understandably, Lucy's nose is going to feel a bit pushed out of joint. Mm. And they they can't hang out as a trio all the time. No, I think that's where it gets difficult. Because I think, fundamentally, the idea of your friend dating your brother is actually pretty normal and shouldn't be something that you should really have Happened a problem in with. friends, didn't it? Yeah. But they already hung out as a group, though, so a bit different. They did. Um, I don't think it's something to get upset about. I think it's just a weird scenario in terms of how you all spend time together. Because, like you said, you don't want to feel forced to always hang out as a three. Obviously, the couple are going to want to spend time on their own. without. But you need to be careful how you navigate it so you're not always excluding yeah. the, the other sibling. Um, I think it probably is different if that other sibling is single. Mm. Um they might feel more excluded than they would if they were in a serious relationship of their own, in which case they could then hang out as a four. I think Becky needs to make sure she makes time for Lucy, just the two of them. Yeah, that's also 100%. important. Don't neglect um, um, the friend. Have you seen, you haven't seen the film Edge of 17, have you? No. Because that's sort of exactly what this is about. There's, um, It's a film with Hayley Steinfeld. Hayley mm. Steinfeld. Um, and she feels incredible anger towards her best friend when she hooks up with her really? older brother. But I think that is because she already has a very fraught relationship with her brother. They're very different. It's kind of the classic trope of the brother being the super popular one at school, whereas she's like the ugly duckling. Relatable jokes. <laughs> Actually, no, my brother was way cooler than me at school. And so it's sort of like he's had everything his whole life I've had nothing and now he's even taken my best friend yes sure um and also in that family setting I'm pretty sure that the father died when they were quite young a lot of things going on there. so there's a lot of things going on but 
I think ultimately your best friend being with your brother or sister mm. um, is something that is feasible. You just need to handle it in the right way. I think it's important to have a discussion beforehand with the with your sibling yeah. to explain that this is something that is on the cards. I think um, the, the fact that the, our listener has said um, there are thousands of girls to choose from, why does Sam have to pick one of Lucy's closest friends? Um, I actually think, you know, personally... I would argue that it's very difficult to find someone you click with. Yeah, and you can't choose who you're attracted to. And if those two really get on and want to carry on dating and seeing each other, then, I mean, that's amazing. It's so hard to find someone who you like and likes you back. God damn it, is it hard? (laughs) Um, (laughs) God. Um, We wouldn't have a podcast if it was easy. (laughs) No, it would just be like Olivia and I sitting here like, we're in really happy relationships. There's nothing to say. Life is great and that's it. Bye-bye. Life is great still. Sorry, yes, you're right. Life is great. Um, So, and I think you have to try and actually think of it in a positive way. Like, that's kind of awesome because if you think about, and I, this is not me, but actually a lot of my actual friends hate their brother's girlfriends. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of my friends. That's interesting. And that makes things awkward. Yeah, so awkward. Surely it's so much better if, you know, your brother marries one of your best friends. That's amazing. You know you're going to be, like, important in that wedding. Yeah, and in Friends, that's what that's what um, Ross says, doesn't he? My He's best like, friend. My best friend. My sister. Yeah. <laughs> and at the moment, in the first instant, he's like... Angry. Really angry. And then yeah. he's suddenly like, oh, my best friend and my sister. Exactly. The thing is, obviously then, trouble is, if Sam and Becky break up, and then that ruin... If then Becky then feels awkward coming to the house to see Lucy, that would be super sad. Oh, God, this just if sounds like was, a soap opera now. It does, actually. <laughs> I get. I think you'd have to be super mature about it. Yeah, no, you would. You would. Really hard. But I think you have to um, respect the friendship, respect the relationship, make time for both. You don't have to make, like, a schedule. But, um, yeah, mm. I think you have to treat them both individually be mature about it all and try and think of it in a positive way yes i agree and let us know how it gets on Mm. please and if you have any similar experiences yes or any other words of advice or we would love to hear them sadly we are out of time for today we have to go and watch love island jokes Mm. it's not actually that time yet but i'm already excited Mm. every day i'm actually stressed out that i've got sort of evening plans the next few nights and I'm like no um, what am I going to do I need to cancel all plans however thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode of Millennial Love please subscribe please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts or a review we would love a review because that means you know we might get to continue doing the podcast forever yes if please think tell us well. if you love us or hate us but really only if you love us <laughs> um, and if you have a dating dilemma or disaster please send those to us as well you can email them to us anonymously at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can tweet us at Olivia Petter one and Rachel underscore Hosey or you can DM us at millennial underscore on love. Instagram on Instagram sorry DM in my head is always on Instagram because slide no one DM into your you DMs on, yeah but that happens on Twitter too yeah, but it's just not the same as DM. I don't know why. It literally is. Okay. Or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram. Christ. She's trying so hard to be down with the kids. <laughs> Lassie. 
<laughs> millennial underscore love or Rachel underscore hazy or Olivia Petter eight or our Facebook group. Yes, our <laughs> Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash millennial dot love. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Please keep getting in touch. We love hearing your thoughts, your reviews, your views on Love Island. Tell mm. me everything. And spooning. You want to know. Spooning. If, if yes. you don't know what spooning is or you didn't know until this episode, please tell us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to know if anyone else did not know. Spooning, forking, who knows? I think those are different things. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's not go into forking. Um, have a lovely week, everyone. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.